Welcome to the She Is podcast. Come join us as we share with each other the stories that make us who we are. Our hope is that you're challenged and encouraged to keep boldly writing your story. Hey, I'm so excited for you to join us today. I have my friend Heather here, and um, she has a story to share with you that I've heard in the past, and it made an impact on my life because I've thought about it multiple times since I heard first heard her story. And so, Heather, would you mind telling them a little bit about yourself? My name is Heather Edwards, and I've been a member here since 1999. Um, God called me to move to Kansas City as a 20-year-old college grad, um, but I fell in love with Graceway's teaching and emphasis on using everyone's unique gifts. Um, That was something that I had not seen in very many of the churches I grew up in. Um, I've served in multiple ministries over the years. I've been in the praise and worship team, the hospitality team. I've worked with the four-year-olds and Sky Kids, and And I've done graphic design work for promotional materials um, here at Graceway. And currently, I am coordinating over the Morning Mops group, um, and I'm loving it. Um, I'm a graphic designer by trade, but I also love being a stay-at-home mom who freelances on the side. My husband, Jim Edwards, works here at Graceway, and we have three beautiful children, Abigail, Liam, and Ethan. Um, And we also have a pit bull terrier mix named Eclair who loves adventure walks with me. (laughs) That's such a great name. (laughs) She's my chocolate Eclair. (laughs) (laughs) That's so so great. And I didn't know that you sang. Yeah, I I used to play guitar and and sang. Yeah. So Interesting. The story that you brought today, I can see how God's given you a heart because of some of the things that you've experienced in your life. And I just was wondering if you'd be willing to read that to us. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, So um, there's there's a lot of little avenues on my journey, but um, I would say that when God brought me to um, faith as far as making my faith mine and not um, one that I had been just handed to from my parents um, was when I was a senior in high school. And so I'll share that story right now. I sat in my canoe resting for a moment while the sun shone on my face. We were several days into our canoe trip and the scenery was breathtaking. That morning, we saw a moose along the shoreline with her calf, but made sure to keep our distance. Later, we saw a bald eagle in the trees above us while we carried our canoes across land to the next stream. I lifted my paddle out of the water and had it resting on each side of the canoe. I looked ahead to my canoe partner. At the beginning of the trip, we got to pick our canoe partner, but today I was assigned Pastor Larry. I was not happy about that. It was my graduating high school summer, and this was my last hoorah before heading off to college the following week. Our church's youth group was taking a week-long canoe trip to the Boundary Waters in southern Ontario, Canada. Being a huge nature lover, I couldn't pass up the chance. Each day was a perfect, sunny 75 degrees, but inside, I had a hurricane raging. Eight months prior, I lost my dad due to complications from an open-heart surgery. Before that, I was your typical church kid. Went to church every week, went to church camp every summer, made life-changing decisions, and even shared my faith with friends. But after I lost dad, I also lost my faith. I'll always remember the conversation shortly after dad's funeral where I told God to bug off. Well, that was a polite way of saying it. 
I no longer believed in a God who promised answered prayer because none of them were answered, at least the way I wanted them to be answered. Dad's surgery was supposed to be easy. The surgery was done at one of the best hospitals in the world. We had an army of saints praying over Dad at our church and then some. My idea of prayer changed when we were handed the decision to take Dad off of life support. I reasoned, if there's such a thing as a loving God in heaven, he would never take away a father from six kids and a wife of 24 years. Not at all. Especially with the shortage of good dads in this world. I sat in the canoe, resting, while Pastor Larry kept rowing. He finally broke the silence. So, uh, Heather, how you doing? Um, okay, I guess. No, really, how are you doing? Silence. Look, I understand if you don't want to talk about it, but I did want to tell you something, though. Silence. You know, I lost both my parents when I was in my 20s. Not at the same time, but I understand just a little how you're feeling right now. Losing a parent is devastating. I know you've gone through a lot these last couple of months, and I'm sure you've probably heard every piece of advice. But what I want to tell you is something really simple. I understand. I could feel tears in my eyes. I stared at the water, carrying our canoe quietly downstream. I sat for a couple more minutes before I could finally muster up any words. I finally was able to get out something. Thank you. For eight months, it had felt like every bone in my body had been broken. The last thing holding it together was my pride, but when Pastor Larry shared his story, I felt a release inside of me. I didn't realize someone's silent presence could break my pride. God needed my pride to be broken before he could place every bone in my body back to where it needed to be. All it took was a canoe, a paddle, and a stream. We take our stories for granted. We forget how powerful God created them because they are designed to heal people. We forget the power of presence silent presence, when someone is hurting and there are no words to make it better. The right thing to do is to lift up our paddle, sit in the canoe, even if it's uncomfortable, and let God take us downstream to something more beautiful. His beauty is all around us, even if we are broken inside. In Japan, there's a type of pottery art called kintsugi or kintsukori, which means golden joinery or golden repair. A piece of pottery is broken and then fused together using gold, silver, or platinum. What makes this process so amazing is it makes the pottery more beautiful and valuable than its original design. Losing Dad broke every part of me, but as God pieced me back together, something more shining and valuable came out of it. It's been 25 years since I lost my dad, and I'll always be thankful my canoe partner changed that day. If God was real, he'd make himself known by answering my prayers. Since then, I have seen God answer countless prayers. God's love and presence is as much, if not more, real to me now than when Dad was alive. I see so many families who have lost loved ones during the COVID pandemic, and I wonder how they're handling their own grief journey. I've seen loss of marriages, jobs, longtime friendships. 
Tragedies shake us to our core, and how do we respond? Very simple. Just sit in silence and see what God can do. You may not see it right away, but God is slowly putting the pieces back together for something more valuable and beautiful. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I as I was listening to your story, one part that I was curious about is, do you think Pastor Larry assigned himself as your partner? Absolutely. <laughs> So he saw you even before, before that day. I love um, that he allowed you not to speak. Sorry. It's amazing. It doesn't matter how many years go by. It's still just as fresh, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Which is why I think God brings us to share it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking about um, the pandemic and I was just curious, did that reopen part of this wounding for you? Yeah, we, um, there was a couple of families that we saw, um, going through it that were, you know, kind of in our area and you, you guys being one of them Mm -hmm. as well. And, um, both times, you know, that I heard this other family and then you guys going through it, I immediately texted all of my brothers and sisters because it's all still very fresh for us you know, having to watch a family with young kids possibly lose a father and, um, and what that's, what those kids are going through as well, Mm -hmm. you know, because each one of them are going to handle it differently. I handled it much differently than my other sisters and my two brothers, you know? So, um, and, um, yeah, yeah, I think we all handle it very differently. So um, I, I think it also reminds me of when we had to come home and learn what life was going to be like without that person there. Oh, yeah. And you are waiting for them to walk through the door, mm-hmm. and they never do. But what God planted in my heart was... I got to see an incredible community of people come together to minister to us, mm-hmm. just like you did. Mm-hmm. People brought us meals. Um, I remember uh, family friends of ours came. They drove um, three hours, and they came just to do our laundry. Oh, wow. And that was a lot. And that was a lot <laughs> for a lot of kids in the house. But for my mom, that was a huge blessing. And people literally like, what do you need right now? And my mm-hmm. mom would be like, I, I have mountains of laundry. Okay, we're going to come. We're going to do your laundry. Mm-hmm. Being available for that was huge. And that's not even, that's not even, you know, all the teachers that helped me, all the relatives, my aunts and uncles that came. I remember my uncle coming down from Michigan um, just to show me how to change my oil in my car. And I remember my aunt coming down. She lived in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and she came down to um, have coffee with me and talk about music and art and how I could use that to glorify God because I was mm. in a really dark place. Mm. Um, just all of that, you know, people just being there for us, for, for, for us kids, mm-hmm. you know, not just for my mom, sure. who, which is, I think, initially what you think of when you're helping oh, yeah. a family, but they were also helping each one of us kids as well. And um, I'll never forget that. Yeah. So for you... Has it been a constant journey or is it something that uh, the grief pops up occasionally 
I would say that, you know, this initial time between, you know, this was my senior year of high school to, I would say, like the first two years of college, um, you know, it was very fresh, you know, trying to live a new life, trying to learn how to be an adult for the first Mm -hmm. time, um, you know, still very fresh. And then, you know, you kind of hit this plateau and you're like, okay, well, I've worked through that grief. I'm good. And um, it wasn't until I hit my midlife, Mm -hmm. my 40s, that it started to resurface again. And this was actually just shortly before the pandemic happened. And I remember talking to some girlfriends and telling them that for whatever reason, this clock in my head just started to go off. And I started to realize that, you know, my dad passed at 47. And I'm only a couple years away from that time. Interesting. And so when I was a kid, that felt like 47's old, you know, like that's so far off. And then all of a sudden I'm in my 40s going, oh my gosh, I'm almost at that age. Mm -hmm. I have three kids. I have a husband. Like Jim just turned 47 this year. What's going to happen if they lose me? Mm. Mm-hmm. Are they going to know me? Are they going to know how, you know, to help daddy if I'm gone? Like, you go oh, through all yeah. of this. Like, it just felt like I had all of a sudden been handed um, a death sentence in my... But it was self-inflicted. Sure. It wasn't something that people put on me. I just started... It was like my midlife crisis. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, what if I die? You know? And so um, the pandemic really kind of, that's a whole nother topic, kind of forced the issue because we were all trying to figure out your face constantly. what are you doing with your life kind of a thing. And you're at home and you're like, I, I can't see people and I, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And, you know, you're just yeah. like, everybody was like quitting their jobs and starting something new. And, you know, and so for me, it was, I mean, I probably looked normal compared to everybody else, but this process had already started because of just my own story. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I've had to, first of all, go, that's this, my dad's story is not my story. Mm-hmm. And yes, do everything you can to stay healthy and to sure. journal and write down all these things, you know, cause in my mind, I'm like, if I journal it, then my kids will know who I am. And, um, not being fear led, celebrating the life that God's given me mm-hmm. and expecting him to give me more. Every time I'll feel a trigger of something from this time, um, I've started journaling it. And instead of just passing it off as, well, that happened or, oh, it's not that big of a deal, I'll actually sit now and go, this is a trigger. You're going to process it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about it as much as you can in this journal. And we're going to surface it and we're going to cry about it. And we're going to do pray about it, do everything we can, because it's there for a reason and you're going to work through it. And Mm -hmm. so for me, it's kind of forced me to face any kind of past triggers or grief or anything I didn't deal with at that time Mm -hmm. to deal with now. Well, I love that because I think when you don't, then you're stagnant in your grief journey. And so I think allowing it to come to the surface and working through it means that you're moving forward. There was a part of your story where you um, said, like, after Pastor Larry um, shared with you about his own parents, and then you said, I could feel the tears in my eyes as I stared at the water carrying our canoe quietly down the stream. I sat for a couple more minutes before I could finally muster the words. I finally was able to get something out. 
thank you. And I think that part of the story really touched me because I could see how Pastor Larry, um, something about what he said um, just really touched your heart. And I would be curious if you know exactly what it was about that experience that um, brought the tears for you. Was it being seen? It was being seen. It was loving me for exactly where I was. Mm. Like not being having, okay with you not being a Being good place. okay with that because, um, you know, you have a lot of people when you're going through grief, you know, they'll give you some great advice. Oh, sure. You Patch know, you on the back. Like, Patch on the back or yeah. give you that verse or, oh, you're sad. Here's some Bible promises. And, or here's and, a casserole. And here's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is wonderful. Which is wonderful and is helpful. And, and I, you know, I've seen that. Obviously, yes. I talked about it, but... There is something about when it comes to your spiritual life and you're still wrestling with God through that journey and you don't have that point of acceptance with what God has handed you, mm -hmm. which in my case was God's sovereignty. Yeah. I didn't want what God gave me mm -hmm. and I didn't think it was fair and I didn't think it was right. Mm -hmm. And to me, there was no better answer than that. Mm -hmm. And so for Larry, who's a pastor to not give me advice or Bible verses or whatever. He just sat there and looked, you know, and was like, I've been there. I've been there. I yeah. understand. And, you know, for him to go, I, and, and I'm sure this is what he was thinking. I know you're going to get through this. Mm. God's going to work it out. Mm -hmm. And just that permission alone, I think was what broke me inside. And I, I think I could finally release that anger. And I'm not going to say that after this trip, it was like, I was like walking on water, praising Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Like I was more like that soldier coming home from the war who had a victory, but was completely broken and healing and going through PTSD. But your heart had softened and you felt like you had started to make a step forward. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That first step forward. Mm -hmm. So I know you mentioned your, all your, all of your siblings, and I'd be curious um, how this experience has been for you guys as a whole unit. Yeah. Um, you know, we went from being those typical siblings that were bickering at each other, fighting at, with each other, um, comparing ourselves to one another to I'll never forget the day that we found out he, my dad went to his coma. And then the day that we finally knew that he was gone, um, my brothers and sisters and I, we had like a prayer circle and we wrapped our arms around each other. So there was six of us with our arms around each other. And um, God made something new that day that we had never had before. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful to know what can come out of something so tragic, um, but to be able to see how God mm -hmm. used it for good in your lives. Yeah, and he, and today it's like we we can look past the pettiness of whatever. If we have a fight, if we disagree, we get past it, and um, because we were such a a large family, people noticed us. But after we lost Dad, people started recognizing our faith together. My best friend in high school didn't know God. And I remember trying to witness her all through high school. 
after every summer camp. And um, she grew up with watching our family and watching us go through that grief. She was the person I called the day that dad died. And she came to Christ um, 15 years later, and she would talk about this time of watching my family go through that and watching my siblings. And so you don't know what God is giving you to impact other people mm-hmm. even years later. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a beautiful testimony of God going, yeah, I got this. Yeah, I've got a greater plan for this. People are going to come to Christ because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you wouldn't ever choose it. Never. You just, you just recognize God is working. My All I can see is this what's in front of me, mm-hmm. but there's so much going on yeah. around me that I just, I have no idea what God's doing. Well, I really appreciate you sharing your story and uh, just really admire you for being willing to share it, even though it is still raw to you at different times. Thank so, you. Happy to, to be on this journey with you. Thank you for listening to Graceway's She Is podcast. We pray that today's episode encouraged you and gave you hope for your own journey. Be sure to subscribe to get notified about future episodes.